This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm just fine, thank you. What's going on in your world? Mm, Well, we have uh, have the Camp Healing Hearts uh, happening at Hospice of the Sacred Heart this week. This is uh, this from the 13th to 17th. Um, <clears throat> it's a it's an arts camp for uh, children who are dealing with grief, and um, it's a beautiful, beautiful program. Second year in, and it is um, wonderful artist Joanne Arduino kind of heads the show on that. Um, Michelle Conaboy, Julie Jordan, Catherine Squoven, Jack. McGuigan, my sister Barbara, um, had some um, plants and things for the kids. Barbara wasn't able to do it, but participated in getting everything there for them. And um, Brenda Bestoki and Mary Jo Prino for the culinary arts. So nice. Um, nice group of wonderful people who uh, all are doing a great job. Today, WBRE, um, Mark Hiller was there doing a health bee report. Mm-hmm. And Cat Bolas and Book Butchie Comedies from the Scranton Times were there interviewing and fo- photographing everything. So at this point, it'll be you're listening to us on Saturday, so you'll already kind of have read that. But it's just been a um, it's a wonderful week for these kids and the can the mm-hmm. counselors and the sponsors, and it's just been great because of course we had the Northeast Healthcare Alliance was one of the sponsors, New York Life. Uh, Fidelity Bank, Pagnati Enterprises, and ERA, One Source Realty, along with Dan Simrel Advertising. So mm. we had a nice group of people helping us out there, which we thank you. And uh, just, I mean, Butchie and Kat were standing there. I didn't get to talk to Mark because I had to leave to come here. But they were saying, like, Butchie said, oh, my God, I just, I can't believe what is happening here. And to use the arts mm-hmm. to help these child children get through their grief is amazing and yeah. they kind of put all their energy into the arts and mm-hmm. make it happen and it's it's it was so great last year and so to see it again is just amazing uh jennifer seachuk is the director of uh the grief uh she's bereavement uh mm-hmm. director of bereavement for um hospice and they do a great job so. i think that's just a wonderful idea it's, it's just a, unbelievable such a good Lynn. thing it, it's been, and it, the idea, you know, was conceptualized uh, with us a couple, like a little bit, you know, maybe January of last year and brought to life in, 
last August, mm -hmm. and here it is again this August. So and where it's is a, this held? Right at the Center for Education, which is at uh, Montage Mountain Road. Okay. So it's held there for the week, and then um, on Friday, which will be which was yesterday, as you're listening, but Friday afternoon, we have the families and the kids come and do a performance of what they've learned and exhibiting their art and such um, at the Scranton Cultural Center in up in Chaplin Hall. Mm. And um, then Fidelity Bank's ice cream truck, sweets and treats, will be outside after the performance for them. So it's, yeah, That's it's, it's really a great nice. way to end the week. That's really nice. And yep. thankfully, we've had some dry days this well, week. Well, and they're inside, though, so it doesn't matter. Uh, well, so that worked but out you okay. Can't but you can get the yeah. truck inside, can you? What? The, the no, 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 truck. no. It'll be outside for that part. But okay. yeah, hopefully, hopefully on Friday, yeah. which you're listening, hopefully it didn't rain yesterday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's a good thing. So we're all happy. That's good. Yep. So anything else? Mm. The um, walk? That's coming up in September, September 29th, the third annual um, Remembrance Walk for Hospice at McDade Park, which is great. And um, so that's available to, you can go online. I think it's hospicesacredheart.org, www.hospicesacredheart.org. And the, um, the information is there online to pre-register. Groups and are welcome. Pets are welcome. Kids, it's a great, and it's only a mile around the beautiful pond up there. So it's a very peaceful, peaceful um, morning. So that's coming up. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. And of course, um, you know, not breaking any hip as I usually do, but my mother is in the hospital. So anybody out there listening to say a few prayers for Ann Cadden RN. There we go. She, uh, she's in Moses Taylor and she'll, she's getting great care, I must say. So... And uh, that's been my week of craziness. And of course, uh, while you're listening, I will be driving um, the youngest. I said, to, we were teasing the other day with my nieces and nephews. I said, they were talking about favorite kids. And I said, I have, I have a favorite child. <laughs> and they said, you do? And I said, yes, I have a favorite. It's my, uh, it's my oldest child and my youngest child. Oh, that was so a very nice that, answer. Diplomat, yes. diplomat that I am. That was good. Um, yes. But anyway, well, I will be driving my youngest to Your Yale. Your youngest Law favorite school. child. Yeah, my youngest favorite okay. to <laughs> Yale Law School. You heard me say Yale. Yeah. Um, he starts on Monday, and but mm. we will be taking him. As you're listening, we will be driving to New Haven. Nice. Very nice. So he's all excited, and he will be. He has, a, I think, he has a week break at the beginning of October. So he'll be. It's only like a little over three hours. So it's not a bad ride up yeah. eighty four. Mm -hmm. Right up eighty four, baby. Indeed. So, and talked to my oldest first child, favorite first child too. The other day, he's doing pretty good, hanging in there, loving uh, his life out in California. Loves and it. He's he not loves it. Loves it. He's not affected by any of the wildfires? No. Mm -mm. That's good. Thank God. Yeah. So. What does he love? He's in San Francisco, yes, right? Yes, of course. So why wouldn't you love it? Yeah, right? beautiful. Mm -hmm. He has a great apartment, and he's just digging that hole. He just loves the climate, loves the everything about it. That's great. It's so. nice to hear somebody say that. They love a place. Mm -hmm. He does. A couple of weeks ago. I want him to love the East Coast more and come I know back, you do. We'll I know. Happens. A couple of weeks ago, um, I think I'd mentioned that one of my mom's friends, one of the last ones still alive, uh, Paula Costanzo, died. And her daughter, 
Debbie, who is um, a year, a month old, younger than me. Um, she came in and she lives in Phoenix. And she was saying to me after we had the viewing was over, we went back to her sister's house and sitting around chatting. I hadn't seen her in quite some time. And she said to me how much she loves Phoenix, how much she loves living there. See? She absolutely loves it. She said, the only thing is I really miss family so yeah, much. That's... And I wish there was a way I could get them here. Mm -hmm. But she said, I... I just can't get over the difference in how much I love the area and where I live. And I said, well, why do you have to feel guilty? I mean, Well, it's... no, but pretty soon the Jetsons' life is going to be here, and we'll be able to zip through as quickly as could be from here to there, and it won't seem like it's that far. When right. is the Jetsons' life coming our way, really? Oh, I mean, I they wish. were so ahead of their time. I know. Right? I know. And let's get it, because I want the first thing I want from the Jetsons, what do you Rosie. Want? <laughs> I love Rosie. I want the dog walk that's outside. Well, and, yeah, when they <laughs> keep going around. <laughs> they had Too so funny. many great, cool things that they came up with. I and you know, it. what I love about that is the Some Jetsons. Some of it is here now. Like, I know. See I know. people on the screen when you call. Yes. And, yeah. Um, that was done at the same time they did the Flintstones. Yeah. Which was the same, same idea, company, right? same. but it was just taking something from a long time ago and making it be something that's contemporary. And uh -huh. yet, then you take something that's contemporary and make it futuristic. It was just and so somebody, fascinating. Somebody told me, I'm trying to remember. Oh, um, what's his name? Leonard Bernstein? Bernstein? How do you say his name? You know Bernstein. who he is, right? Well, yeah. his daughter was interviewed on Sunday for the C Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning. And um, she was, because they have a museum uh, in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure exactly where. And she said that she knew her father was something big when the Flint, when Wilma and Betty um, talked about him on the Flintstones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then they showed the little clip of what yeah. they said. It was so funny. So she funny. said, we knew my father was big then. Yeah, I guess oh, so. God. I guess so. Well, I always still use a, a, a Flintstone line when I say I'm so tired, I feel like I have to put toothpicks in my eyes to hold them open because F Wilma, uh, Fred was supposedly had taken some kind of medicine that he shouldn't have and they weren't, he wasn't allowed to go to sleep. So they had to try to keep him up. And Wilma decided that if she put toothpicks in me... <laughs> In his eyes, he, there was like to hold the lids up that that would work. Of course, yeah, it didn't, and no. he never took the medicine, so they did it. It was always oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna say they didn't have yeah. medicine then. No, what yeah, did he some take? kind of something he was supposed to, oh. if I recall that okay. correctly. But then yeah. he had, and so they had, it and he kept going to sleep. So I always feel like I need to that's, do the Fred that's Flintstone. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So. Fred Flintstone, the Jetsons, we're all talking about everything good, huh? Pretty soon we'll be talking about the um, Roadrunner and Matt. Who, who's our favorite? Dastardly and Muttley. Oh, yes. Dastardly because and Patrick Muttley. A. DiNapoli yep. looks and laughs just yes, like Muttley. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does with the teeth showing <laughs> You don't even get the sound for huh? him. It's not even a sound. He yeah, just but that, makes I'm that making face. the sound for him. 
Well, okay. And so uh, we have to say what's going on with Patrick A. DiNapoli, who um, last week, um, <laughs> thank you for covering for me on that day. Uh, last week, he actually fell backwards uh, from the top of our steps, oh, down 12 steps. And somehow or other, he just kind of landed on his back. Perfectly. Yes. He stuck the no. landing. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell him that. That's right. He stuck the landing. Perfect 10 on that. Yes. No broken bones, believe it or not. Just a couple bruises, you know, where he hit certain parts of his anatomy against something. And um, finally, I, I called 911, got him to the hospital. And they discovered that he has some, some several blood clots in his lungs. Mm -hmm. And so they did a lot of work immediately on that. And now he is at the Green Ridge Healthcare Center and he is doing uh, what he has to do, which is some rehab work, physical therapy. And he was told to take it easy. And a friend of mine said, not being flipped with this, but how much easier can, can Patrick take, take it? <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyhow, he's there. Is that Mr. No, oh, no, 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 right. no. Just okay. he's grumping and groaning over there and can't wait to get out. But uh -huh. I, I told him this is his job. This is what he has to do focus, right now. Focus, focus, focus. Yes. And so he's, you know, uh, mesmerizing everyone in the entire place. He's got a whole new audience now. Well, yeah, of course. So Mr. Excitement is there. Yes, now, huh? Mr. Yeah. Excitement is holding court there. Uh -huh. So he's having a wonderful time with all the nurses, different ones on the shifts. And he found a buddy yesterday who's um, David, who is the activities director, who started talking with him um, with Shakespeare. Oh, geez. So they, they, were, they quoted a poem together. Oh boy! And you know how how he gets puddly when yeah when he, yeah did he cry? There he was oh, getting <laughs> which one? Do you know which? One? I don't know. Does he know any Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, he does. Oh, he I'll knows have to throw a, a couple of them. lines at that too. Shakespeare Shakespearean expert, I am not. But uh, well, Edgar uh, Allan and love uh, Byron. He does. He quotes Byron. He quotes a whole bunch of people. Okay, but anyway, um, he asked him if he was into literature, and he said. Of course, he said, I have my degree in English literature. And then they started on a whole path. Okay. So I think now he's very happy camper and everything is pretty good. So um, we're, we're hoping that um, we don't have any more meltdowns and that he will continue to do what he's there to do. So I usually visit twice a day. Last night I snuck in some ice cream. And that made oh, him a happy, happy God. camper. <laughs> I'm sure. So anyway... We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with one of our guest experts, Dr. Nicole DeNova. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the financial needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And we are here with one and a half 
of our <laughs> three quarters. Oh, well, okay, one and three quarters. quarters of our guest expert for this week, um, Dr. Nicole Denova, who is the surgeon and owner of the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit, and Heather Lowe, who is the extern. Is that what you called her? Uh, she's in an externship. Yes. Okay, externship at the hospital. So, welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, I do want to take a moment to actually make a quick announcement and acknowledgement. So several months back, Megan Lashinsky came in and did a session with you and talked about rehabilitation for animals mm -hmm. and that she was in the midst of some study. So she just found out, I think it was only two days ago, but she took her exam and passed. <gasps> so her year-long process of studying and preparing, it, it takes basically a year year to get all these materials submitted so that you can even be accepted for the exam and then she had to go down to Tennessee and sit for the exam it was a three-day grueling process um, so her certification is that she now is a CCRP which I think is certified canine rehabilitation practitioner wow wow yay Megan. yeah so fantastic yay. news and um, in some point probably coming towards 2019 um, we're hoping that the building expansion will start in earnest and in that expansion will be a uh, rehabilitation facility and Megan's going to leave. That's the sad part. She's going to leave the surgery service, but she oh. will be heading the rehab service, which we're very excited Wonderful. about because she's such a natural gift to that. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations. Yay. Yes, That's your great grow news. again. Yeah, That's here we great. grow again. That's right. I love it. That is good. And Heather is um, our native... Uh, who has come back to us to do a surgical externship and she's now in her fourth year at Purdue mm -hmm. and will be graduating May of 2019. Yep. Yep, wow. that's great. Very exciting to have somebody come back and it spend some nice time with us. somebody yep. come back. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, she spent some summers with us. And How long did you work with us? Uh, just about a year. Yep. And yeah. uh, so she's now hanging out and getting some experience in surgery and we'll go back and do more surgical things obviously at Purdue but I just wanted to bring her with so yay well welcome. Yeah, welcome. She's her, and she's a, we were talking about it, she's a Dunmore native although we had to get through it her father is a West Sider okay. which we had to point out okay right Heather that's yes, it that's all goes but all roads lead <laughs> to West Side that's how that's how it goes Lynn is not going to deny that. It's Greek to me, but that's mm, I know it is. Lynn, do not, you didn't deny it, did you, Lynn? No, uh, of I course not. not. Okay, there you no go. No way. Um, so, so what else the, is happening there? Yeah, there's, you know, we are just the typical VREC, very busy, um, seeing lots of cases, lots of patients, lots of happy things, some very sad things. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, plugging along and getting ready for a building expansion really we hope is going to break ground and take earnest in 2019 that's what we're we're working towards can you talk about where it will go from the front into sure. the parking lot area or how or up or what yeah so for those of for those of you that know the sort of space within which the building sits kind of on one end of a very elongated parking lot so the expansion is going to go from where the current front doors are now mm -hmm. um, the doors will be moved kind of to the corner so we'll have a angled entrance the reception area will stay the same what we use as our treatment area will just be dedicated to emergency and critical care 
and then an expansion will go out into the parking lot. We'll still have more than enough parking, yes. thank goodness. Um, but then that expansion will be basically where the referral services will be housed, and then we'll have a second floor for, um, you know, a conference room. Uh, instead of going elsewhere for our continuing education, because we hold once a month continuing education seminars for the vets in the community, the region really. Um, so instead of having everybody meet at a hotel or some kind of a venue, we'll have it there at the building. And then all of our uh, advanced uh, diagnostic equipment, things like MRI, CT, uh, that will all get moved into the building. Instead of having an MRI trailer, we'll have right. the magnet moved in and we'll have a Yay. full radiology suite on the end of the building. Um, but it's, you know, the availability for us now finally to add in rehabilitation, dermatology, oncology, ophthalmology. So it, it all the things that we've really uh, struggled because we've had to hold our breath because we don't have the space to house them at the moment, even though we could probably have them here. And, you know, it's been 10 years of having clients say, will you ever have that here? Yeah. And me saying, wow. someday I will. Oh, we can't wait. So... 10 years. We're getting there. I can't. Yeah. I wow. know. It's ridiculous. Actually, I have to tell. Well, so we're coming up on our ninth, technically. Oh, still, 2020 okay. will be 10 years, but I know. Where does time go? Wow. Yeah. You. So, so um, with this expansion, how long will it take before the building is done? Is it going to be like a multi-year thing? Or? I don't think so. I would hope that, you know, it's within a year. I, that's always Good. hard to say. Good. The existing building, you know, that was a bit crazy, and I don't, I, I credit all the people involved, but that was put together in three months. I mean, that was oh, wow. pretty, pretty crazed mm -hmm. neck break pace. But um, this next thing, this next adventure, the building expansion, this is such a different type of beast, if you will, pun intended, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that I, I would rather this be done just correctly and take our time. Um, yeah. You know, this isn't about, I always joke with people, this isn't about, we're not putting in marble countertops. Right, we don't right. need that I silliness. Mean, yeah. This is about a functional working Correct. hospital. So whatever it takes. I but I would hope it's... by the end of the year. Well, I hope you still have the lit paws on the side of the yes. building. So I just Many more, I hope, actually. Maybe we'll so put some kitty paws that. in there somehow. Yes, I don't know. Nice. Kitty? Did you kitty say paws yeah. or something. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, that building, because you know, I've been, it was the lodge, which was a huge, which adds, because you're parking, as you said, you have more than ample parking, because mm -hmm. it was a nightclub kind of mm -hmm. thing. You know, the lodge, which was great, everybody, I mean, that's, I you know, truth be told, I I've heard many stories, not yeah. about you, but yeah. about well, people no, at the lodge. It was, it's one I thought of, that was one of on my the bathroom favorite. walls. <laughs> that too. But it, it is, it, I mean, I love that place. And then Jim Dandies, which mm -hmm. also every, everybody still says, we wish Jim Dandies would come back, you know, Aww. because it was great. Not there, because we don't want to take up your space. No, no, no. But <laughs> the fact that it's there and you're right, like it, it the, what the, 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 the land part of that. The location's you're, phenomenal. It, it's sure. phenomenal because it's so access. easy to get to mm -hmm. but then the ability for you to add out or up or both mm -hmm. is tremendous because of how much space you have there but that is perfect location yep absolutely mm -hmm. and we're you know like we're happy to be there physically we're happy to be there as a as a group of people and doing what we're doing and you know, everything's good. You so. truly ran out of space. I mean, there was no question. Probably about the second year, actually, yeah. we were elbow mm -hmm. to elbow. Um, but it also 
speaks to the group of people that we work with and how functional the building is. It's shy of 6,000 square foot, which when we really think of the numbers, you know, we function as if we're in a 20,000 square foot mm -hmm. building. So, yeah. right. uh, but yeah. Do you it's know a what the square place. footage addition it will be? Not in totality, but I think we're probably looking at somewhere around a 30, 20 to 30,000 square foot building. So we're talking about well wow. beyond, um, you know, wow. tripling this. Yeah. But we need wow. to because yeah, you're yes. talking about five or six different departments being added in, full radiology suite, rehabilitation in itself. If we do this the right way, which is, of course, for the those people that know me, no, I do this, you know, 110%, um, it's going to be... So you're going to have underwater treadmills and an actual swimming pool for rehab. So there's a lot of things that go into it. So that rehab alone is a large, um, not just a financial investment, but just investment in the space and doing it correctly and, and creating something that the community can utilize. So, How do you know about uh, the demand for all those services? I mean, it's it could be something that's just simply anecdotal you know that somebody says yeah it'd be nice if you had that mm -hmm. but how do you measure demand for all those specialties that you're going to put in there um there's a few uh kind of numerics that you can go by some of its demographics geography all, all that you know background information and some of it is also just you know people will say how did you know you could do what you've done already um a good example is uh, our administrator who comes from a long history of high corporate, uh, you know, sort of uh, previous life. And when she came on board, she said, how do you know you can have a second internist? And I kept saying, I just know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to tell you, but the business is there. We're waiting. It will expand. So with each person that you add, the business expands. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there is a demand because nobody, including myself or anybody in that building, want to take our own pets two and a half, three hours somewhere That's else. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're going to another private practice outside of Philadelphia or you're going to an academic facility, we've all come from academia. That's what we are. So uh, we've created as much of an academic facility as we can outside of academia. You know, and doing mm -hmm. things like having externs come out and hopefully someday we'd like to build an internship program there at VREC. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, so. it's, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. I mean, credit to you, Nicole, for uh, this thought, hat making, and then it, it, but that old line, if they, they build, if you build it, they will come. I mean, obviously that's, that's true, but you, what your thought was and to actually make it happen and get it to where it is. And then all of the stuff you can continue to look forward to. It's just, that's just amazing. Yeah. And it's. The other thing is I try, I, you know, I would never talk about a building expansion till I knew it was happening. Mm -hmm. I really don't like the, let me no, make well, an announcement yeah. and it's and, not going Oh, it's not, it's not. Right, yeah. exactly. So, um, but it's, you know, slow and steady wins the race you and we it. have such a great group of people and the, the culture and philosophy is so healthy and happy. That's really what I think makes the difference. Mm -hmm. It Aww. does indeed. Yeah, that, that's all good news. I'm very happy so, to hear that. This is the part where you have to say to Heather, why'd you go to vet school? I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> I said to Heather before, why did you, how did you know you wanted to be a vet or why did you go? And she, go ahead, Heather. Why did, Heather, why did, how did you know you wanted to be a vet? I hate this question. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, baby. There you go. Mm. Nicole said, oh, don't say that on air. I'm mm. thinking, we have to say, if Nicole prompted me, I got to yes, go you for do. it. But, what is a if, 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 if what's the answer even though you hate it you hate the you hate the question what's the answer that you're 
that's true. I just always remember like watching stuff on TV and just being like fascinated by it. So it just drew me in. Mm -hmm. It's a good answer. So how many how many animals do you own? I only have two dogs. Oh, okay. (laughs) She's a busy vet student. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. (laughs) So are you a dog person or a cat person? Dog. How do you like Purdue? It's it's good. Yeah, it's good. yeah. They're listening. Yes, Be they careful. are. They are getting. No, yeah. my friends want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's no. Great. It's, it's definitely a. Everyone there is nice. It's a good education. Uh, absolutely. You get to do a lot of hands-on stuff, like first and second year. So, it's it was it's good. And do you think you'll come back the, to this area? I don't know. Maybe. No. Well, we'll see. We'll you never see know. where, yeah. You never know. Exactly. The tides of medicine carry people very... Everywhere. Yeah, I know, I know. But you never know. Yeah. yeah. So we'll but she keep... wants to grow up to become a surgeon, which is an insane thing. I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But she's doing a good job, so I thought I'd drag her in here with me. Well, good luck to <laughs> you. Thanks. We, need, we how... need veterinary surgeons. Yes. Yay. Nicole, how can anyone get um, to talk to you to get your services? What is the best way to for people to reach out? Sure. So the phone number at the hospital is 570-587-7777. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always go online. Our website is VREC, so Veterinary Referral Emergency Center, PA.com. We've got a Facebook page. There's a Glassdoor page, uh, Instagram, pretty much you name it. We've got some social media connected to it, Twitter. And the address is? 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit. Excuse me, in South Abington Township. I know, I know. Well, thank you very much. And to you, Heather, good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having us. (laughs) And we will be back with, uh, uh, how about me, I'm going to say, Dr. Barbara Plucknett as our next guest expert. And we thank you again, Nicole and Heather. Good luck to you. Thanks. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And our one of our two guests this week, guest experts, I'm sorry, um, is Dr. Barbara Plucknett, who is the owner of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. Welcome, Dr. Plucknett. Good morning. How are you? Fine. What shall we chat about today? Well, there is a new medication on the market for endometriosis. Ooh. There's been an awful lot of ads on TV for endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, much more in the last couple of months than I had um, had seen in a long, long time. And so I'm sure that the ads were properly placed for the launching and the inauguration of this new medication, which became available August 2nd. Um, so I thought we should touch base on endometriosis. Why are you seeing all these ads? What does it really mean? Um, who's at risk for it? And then, of course, we'll touch on the new medication that's out um, so that if there are people that think they have it, they can understand that there's a, a new option available for them. 
So okay. endometriosis, um, most people that have heard of endometriosis um, understand it to be a, a, a condition associated with pelvic pain. Some people understand it to be a condition associated with infertility, um, as that people that were not able to achieve pregnancy during their evaluation were found to have this thing called endometriosis. And so endometriosis is what I liken is that the inner lining of the uterus, so that lining that we shed every month for a menstrual cycle, that inner lining is called the endometrial lining. And the thought is that these endometrial or inner lining cells don't shed outwardly as they would during a menstrual cycle, but actually um, go to the inner side of the pelvic uh, pelvis. So, you know, my best understanding to try to explain to people would be instead of the flow going outward, the flow goes inward via the tubes or some other mechanism. And then those cells, those endometrial cells, stick to or implant in the surface lining of the inside of the belly, the peritoneum. So these cells are then hormonally controlled every month. So when you would get your period, which is an, usually an estrogen based triggered phenomenon um, estrogen builds up that lining cells and progesterone takes them away so when you would get your period the cells inside the lining in the peritoneum would react just as they would like your menstrual flow would be um, the problem is these cells um, I, I, I liken them to a sticky substance they like to um, create havoc on the inside sometimes they create scar tissue sometimes things stick to them um, they pull things together they draw things together um, so in essence they wreak havoc on, on the pelvis lining and so some people that have endometriosis don't have any problems related to it. It's just an incidental finding, but that's not normally the case. Most people that have endometriosis have some form of a pelvic pain that can be worse with their menstru menstrual cycle. Some people have painful intercourse. Other people have painful bowel uh, movements or urination. And of course, I mentioned infertility. So in, in days of yore, when we were, you know, as a gynecologist, we do a lot of questioning about pelvic pain and we do evaluations for pelvic pain. We do ultrasounds to make sure it's not anything else like ovaries or otherwise. Um, we try to assess, does the bowel have a role in their pelvic pain? You know, do the bowels move normally or things of that sort? Um, and it's kind of endometriosis is a, a diagnosis of exclusion. We, when we've, we've gone through everything else and we can't find another reason for why people have this pelvic pain, we think, oh, it might be endometriosis. And so really there's no imaging study or there's no test that you can undergo that would reliably tell you that you have endometriosis. It's really a diagnosis, you know, found by visualization of the inner pelvis. So you have to go in and look with a telescope, a laparoscope. You go through the belly button, so it's laparoscopic surgery. You go in and you assess the lining of the inner pelvis. So we look at the surface that overlies the uterus, the bladder, the tubes in the ovaries, and down over the bowel. And we look for these implants, uh, which can range in size and color, um, but it, it's a disturbance of the peritoneal surface. So the surface is classically very smooth, similar color, and these lesions can be, uh, you know, a light color, a dark color, uh, blue color, almost black color, um, and these are the areas of irritation. And they can be, you know, causing surface irritation, they can be uh, going deeper and involving nerves in the pelvis, um, but they create this pain. 
So classically, if we were to go in with a laparoscope and we would see these lesions, we would excise them or remove them at the time, and that's thought to be one method of treatment. Sometimes the lesions are so difficult, they're so large, uh, or they're involving things like the bowel that you feel like you can't excise or you can't remove safely, and so then you would uh, also think about medical therapy at that point. Now, there's some thought that when you've um, decided that the possibility of endometriosis exists, that you could treat empirically. You could treat based on your your um, assessment that nothing else seems to be of uh, abnormality and you know you could use medical therapy to try to see if you can suppress this endometrial disease. Now I mentioned earlier that endometriosis or endo the endometrial cells are stimulated in growth by estrogen, your hormone estrogen. Mm -hmm. And so the idea about medical therapies are if you could suppress the estrogen therapy you should be suppressing any influence on these endometriotic endometriosis areas. And so one of the main therapies for years has been an injection called Lupron. And Lupron is something that as an injection um, is a chemical that speaks to the pituitary center in your brain and it tells it effectively to be in menopause. So it it talks to the pituitary, it says stop producing hormones, and the person is essentially in menopause from that point on. And the therapies usually last three to six months um, with an injection every three months. And of course, people on these medications go through menopause symptoms. And so we tend to, we try to give, uh, you know, another hormone, progesterone, to minimize those symptoms. So that injection works great. We know it works well, um, but it's an injection, and it does have menopausal symptoms. And so there's a company... Um, AbbVie, who has a new product out called Oralisa, and Oralisa is the oral form of this medication that goes to the brain, talks to the pituitary, and says, okay, shut off the hormone production. The good part about the Oralisa is that it doesn't have the same, necessarily all of the same side effects as menopause, so there's less of those symptoms, less of the needing of another medication for hot flashes and night sweats and things of that sort, but it does seem to be effective in controlling the endometriosis. So it is a daily medication, so it's not an injection, and you can use it for a longer period of time. The injection was usually, um, they suggested only six months, but now they're saying that you can use the daily, uh, daily tablets for up to two years. So again, we have a little bit of a longer period of time to help people with control of their symptoms. And there's even a, a stronger pill that can be used on a shorter duration if you feel you need a more intense course. So I think it's a great thing um, that they've come up with medication endometriosis. It, you know, it's not, not a lot of people have it, but enough people have it that warrants, you know, investigation and evaluation. Um, and I think that, that this medication will have a, a good place in our treatment st uh, strategy. But yeah, Barbara, if Barbara, you, I, um, go ahead, Barbara. I was just going to say, it can be devastating to people who can't conceive due to to um, being diagnosed with that and um, painful as well. So painful on the physical side and the emotional side. My only thing is real quick, tell, Barb, when you said um, for someone's regular menstrual cycle that the lining sheds and it, it, it is, it, it, and that's what causes that, when you said it goes internal instead of external, then how do they also have their menstrual cycle like I don't understand that part so they still have a period 
so some of okay. these cells instead it's like it's like a, a hundred instead of a hundred percent being expelled vaginally during your cycle some of those cells must escape through the tubes so they're still I having see. periods but somehow or other these inner lining cells are finding their ways way to the inner aspect of the pelvic okay. peritoneum okay. and so that's one okay. of the theories on how this whole process starts okay um, Barbara when you mentioned uh, the, the Lutron is that the, na the name of Lupron, the yes Lupron okay it, you can now take it orally and it will go three to six months or whatever it is, maybe a little longer. But that's really only treating the symptoms, right? Well, not necessarily. So if you think that the, the whole disease process is because the estrogen is stimulating those cells to produce, grow, multiply, um, just as they would the inner lining of the uterus, if you're shutting off the estrogen supply, the theory is those cells are going to shrink down, quiet down, um, you know, not have any reason to still be growing and, and multiplying and, and, and causing havoc. And so it's a suppressive type of medication. So if you're cutting off, for instance, the gas supply, then the car doesn't run. And it's the same idea. If we're cutting off the estrogen supply to the endometriosis, then the, the, estro the endometriosis implants should, could shrink or become quiet or stop causing grief or things of that sort. And we've seen that with the Lupron injection. And so this medication is simply a pill form of what we know can happen with the Lupron injection. But then, after, let's just say after the two years, um, when you take that off, when you stop taking the medication, wouldn't those cells then just start to regenerate and come back yes. again? Yep, they can come back, and that's what happens with the Lupron. Pe people do episodic use of Lupron because the, okay. as soon as your estrogen kicks back in, you can start to stimulate those cells again. And so the idea is, you know, how do we keep the patients most comfortable for the longest period of time without subjecting them to, a, you know, surgery after surgery after surgery? You know, there's those classic um, people with endometriosis that have had multiple laparoscopies and eventually end up with a hysterectomy with removal of the ovaries at at any age, then mm -hmm. they're, they're usually younger people. They have to take the ovaries out because that's where the estrogen's coming from. So it's not simply yeah. that the hysterectomy will cure them. They have to have their ovaries taken out. So they end up being menopausal in their 30s, and that has mm -hmm. devastating outcomes. Um, you know, as we know, we try to keep our hormones as long as possible. So this makes it so that you can try to, you know, keep things to a dull roar for as long of a period of time and minimize the effect of um, surgical uh, intervention. Okay. So um, is that available now? Yes, it is available now. It was available as of August 2nd. Of course, with any new um, medications, not all insurances will be covering them. Um, so what they're recommending is um, that... You know, they have coupons. They, you know, they always have some way for the medications to be covered from the, um, the pharmaceutical companies. And so what they're recommending is, you know, have the patients come in, uh, see if it is uh, approved by insurance. If it's not, we use the coupons. We see if we can get the trial started. Um, as more and more people use the medication, it certainly will be covered um, by the pharmacies. But initially, new medications are tough to get covered. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Barbara, how can people, women find out about more about this how can they reach you 
So we are located, our office is across the street from Regional Hospital in Scranton. Our phone number is 570-344-9997 or online at drbarbaraplucknett.com and that's P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T. Okay. Always helpful, always useful, Barbara. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. We will see you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.